What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Talk Recorded live. God bless, God bless. We welcome everyone to Young Men, Women, and God's Worldwide Ministry. We thank God for everybody being here tonight. We're kind of excited. Tonight, we're... Um, just hold on for one minute. That's excellent. Again, we thank everyone for being with us here tonight. I had a little echo and didn't want that to affect us on the line tonight. But we thank everyone for being here and joining us. We're going to wait for some people as we open up our first night of Bible study. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we just thank God for all he has done and been with us today. We just ask him just to be with us tonight. Um, as we always do, we start on time, so we're going to open up with prayer. Father, we're going to open up with prayer in a few minutes. We're going to um, have Elder uh, Renee. Yes. Yes, she's here. So we're going to have Elder Renee open up with prayer. Uh, then I'm going to give, if Pastor Albright is here in time, then she would do the announcements. If not, I will go on with the announcements. And after that, we will go right into the Bible study. Uh, I'm excited, um, and I'm hoping that everyone will be excited about going in to the Bible study tonight. Uh, We'll turn it over to the hands of Elder Renee. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, we give you glory. Lord, we bless you and thank you for yet another opportunity just to be in your presence, oh, God. Let your presence just weak in this place. God, allow us that we'll be one in spirit, one in heart, one in unity, one in the Holy Ghost, and one in the purpose of learning your word. God, we thank you and praise you for another revelation. God, we thank you and we praise you for opening up mysteries to us. God, we give you glory for the more we know about you, the word, the closer we are with you. And God, we thank you for this relationship. Thank you for pulling on our heartstrings, oh God, that we will meet just to be surrounded. Yes, Yes. Yes. 
surrounded by brothers and sisters, O oh God, who are desirous to know more about you. God, we thank you. Thank you for a rhema word tonight. Thank you for revelation, O oh God. Thank you that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened to receive that that you have prepared yes, for us. Yes, Lord. And we ask you to touch the man of God tonight, O oh God, as he shares living waters with us, O oh God, as revelation in us is built upon the revelation you have given him. And we bless you and thank you, O oh Lord, for in you there is higher heights, and we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Devil, you are not invited to this. Take your leave if at all you can. In the name of Jesus. The hands of the enemy in the name of Jesus, that we will get a great understanding in God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We thank the elder, Elder Renee, for the for this prayer this evening. Um, we are like again. We are very excited about moving into our Bible study. We will be doing this for the rest of the year. Um, and we'll be sharing tonight. Tonight, we will be going into the book of, of Ephesus. And um, just to let you know a little something before I give the announcement, the book of Ephesus is one written for the believers who are not wandering anymore about what is their purpose in Christ. But believers that are no longer wandering but are ready to possess, possess the promises of Christ as the book of Ephesians talks about the warfare of the believer, the wedding of the believer, the worship of the believer, and the walk of the believer. So, so you know, tonight, this is, this is going to be, this, this book here is just a mirror of Joshua's uh, 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 book in the, in the Old Testament. And I'm telling you, we're going to get down tonight into some deep things, and I'm going to ask some questions. We may not finish this whole chapter. I want to, but it's going to depend on y'all about answering the questions and us going in to knowing what God is saying to us. Because one thing you always have to know, when you read the word of God, you've got to know who he's talking to. And tonight he's talking to believers, not unbelievers, but tonight the word is for the believer. And with that, let me move on. Um, Pastor Albright is not here yet, so we're going to go on with the announcements. She had to pick up her son, and we understand that, and she will be joining us. Okay. Um, we're looking at Wednesday night. I'm excited. I'm telling you, the woman of God has put it all over Twitter, uh, Facebook, that God has gave her such a powerful word for Wednesday night that she don't want nobody to miss it. And Apostle Penny Grace will be with us, awesome woman of God, I'm telling you. And she said, God got a message for us, for us to hear. We need to grab everybody that we know and bring them to the line because they're going to be blessed by whatever God is going to speak through this woman of God. Um, then Saturday, don't miss the Real Talk show. Please don't miss it. We're going to be talking about a subject that a lot of y'all are dealing with and a lot of y'all know people that's dealing with, 
and we're going to talk about insecurity in leadership and also in relationships. And you know a lot of us have been in relationships, whether married or, or getting ready to get married, to, to, to seeing somebody that we can't deal with because they're so insecure. They, they, they're all up in your BI all the time and accusing you of this and accusing you of that. So we're going to talk about that on Saturday night about do you stay or do you move out of an insecure relationship, whether it's in the church or it's in your own personal relationship. So we telling you all come join us as we'll be sitting with Apostle Faith Waters out of Mount Vernon, New York, and she is one that has walked in that uh, a lot in her life. So please join us again. And then next Monday night, uh, Pastor Albright will be teaching Bible study. Uh, me and her will alternate every Monday on the teaching, except for this month she'll be teaching back-to-back, and then I'll come back at the end of the month and teach. But tonight we're going to be in the book of Ephesus. And I want you all to know this is an open forum. So uh, whatever, uh, whatever questions you have or whatever you, you want to say, you can, because I'm going to be asking questions. So we're going to go on and get started. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to come down, Father. We ask you to come down amongst your people right now, Father God. Touch us in a mighty and powerful way, Father God. Let us be able to lift up your word tonight, Father God. Let us be able to open up our hearts, minds, and our spirits to receive revelation and knowledge of those things that are in your word tonight, Father God. Let us be blessed to be able to walk in the book of Ephesians, Father God, and get full understanding to what are you saying and the things that you need us to understand, that our walk with you may be more fulfilling and more prosperous, not only to the kingdom, but also to us, as we strive to be more like your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, we're in Ephesians 1. And I, I'm excited about this, so we're going to go on and get started. Um, we're in Ephesians 1, chapter 1. And verse 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are in Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul is giving an introduction here and to all the saints, and I, I love what he says here in one place, uh, that he says not only to, to which are at Ephesus, but to all the faithful in Christ Jesus that he was praying this prayer for of introduction. But he said, grace be to you, and the peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I want to ask you all a question, and I, anyone can answer, please do. Um, what is the believer's position in grace?
Don't let everybody jump forward at one time. And let me tell you something. Uh, there is no wrong answer, okay? So don't be scared to step forward and say what you, what you believe it is. But what is the believer's position in, in the grace of God? Well, nobody wants to step forward. So <laughs> I guess you ought to get started after a while. Um, the position of the uh, uh, the position of believers, the believers' position of grace, um, you would find that in Romans, the fifth chapter, and the. From the first to the eleventh verse, you will find what the believer's position and grace is. And one of the things that stand out that we are we are the vessel of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what we are. We are the vessel of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is that. What it says here, it says this. It says, we shall be saved from from wrath through him. For if, if when we were enemies, we were reconciliated to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciliated, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through, the, through whom... We have now received reconciliation. We are the vessel for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. That's who we are inside of grace because grace was given it to us through Jesus Christ because the unmarried, grace is the unmerited favor of God. And, and, and there's nothing that we did to receive it. But later on you'll find out that, that why God gave it to us and 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 why and why you are who you are as being that vessel of reconciliation. As we go on, it says, "Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places." Well, somebody can somebody tell me what is that word saying to us right there? It says that, that that God the Father, our Lord and Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings. And what are and what are and what are the spiritual blessings that God has blessed us with? Well, we have access to all things heavenly. Okay. It may not be manifested yet on the earth, but it's already done in heaven. Okay. And also with his favor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me just add on to what y'all already said. That 
that y'all are right. We all we with all the promise and blessings in Christ are today are still for the believer. So one of the spiritual things that God gave us is to be blessed with all the the promises and the blessings in Him. Okay. And uh, these blessings are the pure doctrine of the gospel, the full grace and gifts of the Spirit, which are necessary in the work of God among men. And 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 those are the things that the spiritual things that God blesses us with His with the gifts that we walk in, and our gifts are spiritual gifts. Yeah. Okay. Because because we operate in our gifts through the Spirit. So don't, that is that is a blessing that God has given us to be able to to be able to be able to walk in the Spirit and all His promises. Mm-hmm. It goes on to say, according as He had chosen us in Him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him. And love. I want to stop here and ask y'all two questions. According as he has chosen us, who chose us? God the Father. No. <laughs> you right. You're right, it's God is God is because Jesus is God. But yeah. but um and you're right, you're not wrong, but we were chosen by Jesus. Because the Bible says that Jesus chose us. And we were chosen, and Jesus is God, and God is Jesus. So you're right. I'm sorry about that. You are right. And we were chosen by God. But this is the one that I I, I want you to really take time and come with your answer. He says that he chose us in him. Mm-hmm. Okay? We were, mm-hmm. we, he chose us in him. All right? And, and, and we're going to get a better understanding about being chosen in him. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we were chosen before the foundations of the world. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me, tell me, what is the foundation of the world? He said he chose us before the foundations of the world. So what what is the foundation of the world? And that's the world. That's <laughs> <laughs> Somebody help me here. There was something in the world, was it? Before the foundation, there was nothing. Right. There was the creation. No. What? Ladies, y'all, y'all, y'all are so y'all, y'all are right when you say it was empty. But there was there was a foundation. And when God showed me this, when I started studying this, and God showed me this. That there was a foundation because, as we know, before God came to fill the earth, he he kicked the devil out of out of heaven and he fell to the earth, and the earth was empty and void. Right. 
So, so what happened was that when he fell to the earth, he established his kingdom here on earth in the darkness. Yes, that's what I said before the creation. Right, right. So, so when he said that he chose us before the foundation of the world, the foundation of the world was of the darkness and of the evil. Mm-hmm. Because right now we are here trying to destroy the kingdom that the devil had set up on earth. Mm-hmm. So here, here we turn around and when we look at it, that God chose us before he even let him fall to, to, to create the foundation. And when you go back and really understand that, you, you, you go back to Genesis 1 and 26, where he said, let us create them in our image. That's right. And let us make them male and female. So the image of God was spiritual. And God already, hallelujah, God had already chosen us beforehand. Whoever you are now, he knew you was going to be before you were who you are. Okay? I think if we go back to Jeremiah, he said, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. So God, God had chosen everything before it got here. Amen. Because a long time I used to wonder about that, what, what is the foundation? I used to think Christ was the foundation. But then God let me, let me see the day <laughs> some more as I was studying this thing. And he took me down there and he really showed me because he said overthrowing of the world that Lucifer had ruled before Adam. And and he brought Adam, see, see the world was, he oh, he brought Adam to overthrow him, Lucifer, Lucifer, or the devil. He brought him to overthrow him, but that didn't happen. That didn't happen, and 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 he ate, he bit the fruit, and all. We know the story, and then sin came in. But I just wanted you to, to get a better understanding of what God meant about that He 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 chose us before the foundation of the world. He goes on to say, having predestined us. Unto the adoption of of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasures of his will. And the word that I want before we go into talking about what he said, what does the word predestined mean? Settled before it appears. Say that again. Settled before it appears. Okay. Anyone else? (laughs) Well, what predestined means is this. 
if you're God has predestined all his children of God to be adopted into his family, but who becomes a child of God is left up to each individual. Okay? The word predestined means that that what God, it means, it means that God has purpose that which is determined long before it is brought to pass. So just like God predestined our lives, he had planned our lives before we even got here. Right. Okay. God knew everything that you were going to do before you did it. He knew the place. He knew the places you're going to fall. He knew the places you going you going to be picked up. He knew everything beforehand. Mm-hmm. And he predestined our lives. That that when we start to walk in what God predestined for us, because that means He already had set forth. I think David says it so so awesome in Psalms one thirty nine. He says God fashioned our days before they were days. Yes. Amen. You see what I'm saying? I, I like I like the way David put it. He said God fashioned our days before they were even days. Yes. God had predestined yes. our lives before they were even days. Yeah, it was settled before it appeared. Right? He fashioned them before we even got here. Yep. Amen. Amen. But he says he had predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasures of his will. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, we were predestined to be adopted by 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 God or by Jesus coming here before before hallelujah before there was even anything here on earth mm-hmm. he, already had, he already had chosen you he already had predestined you you know what I'm saying and the only thing that happens inside of, inside of being chosen it's being able to walk in what you will call the walking. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, the Word of God says that many are called, but few are chosen. Yeah, amen. Okay? And the thing about that, what God is saying here, and, and, and I read it to you all already, and I'll read it again. And, okay. And he said that... Uh, here God has predestined all children of God to be adopted into his family. So God has predestined everybody to be adopted. But watch what happens. Then he says, but who becomes a child of God is left up to each individual. So it's left up to you that when, 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 when you heard the call to come to salvation, you know what I'm saying, because they sing them songs, them songs will mess you up. I found Jesus just in time. Ain't nobody found no Jesus. Jesus found you. Amen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You didn't find him. I mean, those songs, they sound good. But when yes, you start reading the word of God, you find out that I don't care how much you look, you ain't going to find Jesus until he find you. Amen. <laughs> okay? So what happens is it says, here, and it makes it so much more understandable to any of us, 
that, and, that, but who becomes a child of God is left up to each individual. It's left up to you to become that child of God. Because even though many are called, but few are chosen. Why do they say few are chosen? Because only a few people want to hear the word of God and walk with them. Everybody is called. Everybody is called. He just said that the whole, he called all his children. Because every, every person on the earth was created by God and they his children. But only a few are chosen. And a few are chosen the ones that decide to hear God. Oh, Amen. hallelujah. And be able to walk with him according to his son, Jesus Christ. That's right. He gave us all free will. And, 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 and that's why, you know, we have to understand right here, because he says it's the good pleasure of his will that, that he did it like that. It was his will to make it like that. Amen. And, you know, the, you know one of the awesome things I thought about today and thinking about and thinking about as I was going to teach this lesson tonight if you ain't never been chosen for anything else, you you should you should give a hallelujah because God chose you. Hallelujah. You know hallelujah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. If nobody hallelujah. else chose you for anything else in your life, That's God right. chose you. God chose hallelujah. 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 And what greater choice could you be among the chosen than to be chosen by God? That's right. And then heard his voice. Hallelujah. And, and heard his voice. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. And heard his voice. Let's go right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It said, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. Amen. Okay. He said that he made us accepted. In the beloved. Hallelujah. Now, all the the stuff that you done did wrong in your life, but yet God chose you, then he made you accepted in the beloved. Amen. That's right. And adopt us in his family. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, there's there's nothing more exciting to you that no matter what you once was, God still accepted you. Amen. God still accepted you. And there's nothing more powerful than that, than than knowing that God accepted you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And the thing about it, that, that he says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, and see, and see, did the word grace go again? Unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. Unmerited favor. And by the grace, oh, hallelujah, by, by that grace, he engraved us and brought us into his grace. Amen. And made us objects of it in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It was through his grace that, that he made us an object inside of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hmm. And y'all don't think this this book of Ephesians is deep? <laughs> <laughs> It'll make you think. Anyway, we're gonna go on. Um, and this is how, um, I'm just so caught up in this. I'm forgetting to give y'all any scriptures to go 
for but uh we will do that. <laughs> it says in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. I wanna know from y'all what what is redemption? Well, everybody jump on that word at one time. <laughs> what is what is redemption or what we call being redeemed? What is what is redeemed? What is redemption? He cleanses us with his blood. Really? It's to buy back. Amen. Yeah. Amen. There you he go. He cleansed us with his blood. He brought us back with his blood. Amen. Amen. And liberate from captivity. And see, that's what it was. See, when you redeem something, it's something that you go back and purchase. Right. Yeah. And, Amen. And, and God went back and took his son and let him down across to, repur- to purchase us back. Amen. And that's why he paid the price. And the thing, the, the overpowering thing is that this is the price God paid to manifest his grace and his adoption, adopting us as sons. That, yes. that he let his son die on the cross so he could redeem us back to him, so he could adopt us as sons unto him. Amen. Again. Oh, yeah. Again. Again. Oh, yes, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, I mean, we look, we look at this, this thing, so we, and we need to understand about being adopted. Because one thing about it, he had his own original children, the children of Israel. But yet, his son came and opened the door to adopt us Gentiles into becoming a part of God's holy children. Thank you, Hallelujah. And he didn't have to do it. That's right, Hallelujah! But he, but he did it. But he did it, and that, and that was the powerful thing that he did it because we look around us right now, and they got adopting adopting houses and centers, and some of them kids can't get adopted by nobody. Yeah. When we look at the God that we serve, didn't leave us to be orphans, but he he let his son die on the cross so we could be adopted. Amen. You ain't an orphan no more. That's right. <laughs> when you was in the world, you was an orphan. But when you came to Christ Jesus, he opened his arms and he adopted you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Powerful. And if y'all want to go through some scriptures about that, go to Matthew 26 and 28. Galatians, I mean, Galatians 1 and 14, or Romans 3 and 21. And I'm sorry, I'll I'll go back to them other ones after we're through the ones I missed on predestined and chosen, and I'll give you the scriptures to go look them up Mm -hmm. uh, to get further understanding to what God is saying about being chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm so excited. I, I, I mean, this this thing has got me so caught up today that I was reading it. I had I had to step out the room. I mean, because it got so heavy. <laughs> and that's when you know the word is getting good to you. Uh, <laughs> Huh. It says in the eighth verse, wherein he had abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. What do what does the word abound mean? He said abound towards us. What did he abound towards us? Well, what it means that that God God abounded towards us that He released to us. See, that's mm-hmm. what that we release to people, and and God released to us His wisdom and His proven. Amen. All right, and in Him releasing His, his wisdom and His proven, that we got to understand about it says in all wisdom and proven. Mhm. Okay. Mhm. Amen. And, and, and what wisdom did, did do you think that he? What, what wisdom would you believe that he released to you? And what have y'all said it earlier? Favor. Mhm. It's grace. No, when you said earlier, and for everyone, I'm not going to just have you keep doing that. And I used to be a school teacher, and I ain't let my students do that. But, <laughs> but I ain't let them do that either. Now, yo, they all ain't got it. Let me give it to you. Uh, what happened was that God released um, the wisdom of judgment to us to know what the, what is right and what is wrong. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yes, we once, once we got taught it by our parents and we knew what was right or wrong, it was what the wisdom was to know what situations dealt with us using the wisdom of judgment of what to do and what not to do. Oh, yeah. That's the free will. Yeah, I said you said it earlier. It was the free, you said it earlier. I'm waiting for you to say the free will. The free will was part of the wisdom that God gave us to use and our free will to be able to know yep. when to go and when not to go. And then yep. what he did was, ooh, hallelujah, he gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us in knowing that which is not true and that which is a lie. That's right. So, so the thing about it that here in, in that he's telling the free the Ephesians and he's saying about all wisdom and he's telling them practice wisdom. And we have to practice using wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Because once we start you making wise, wise choices and doing wise things, we'll keep doing it. But if we do it sparingly or whenever we, we, we well, I'm going to do this this time, but I'm going to go left today instead of going right. You know what I'm saying? We're going to end up going left more than we go right. Uh-huh. That's true. 
That's true. And we need to we need to be able to use the wisdom that God is telling us right here in Ephesians and Paul is telling the 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 people in Ephesus about what God has poured out on them. Because this thing says wisdom is that which enables men to judge what are the best ends and the best means of attaining them. Prudence is practical practical wisdom applied in the best time and manner to secure the best end. And that's what it is. Sometimes, you know, and, and I like what they're saying because, you know, we need to use our prudence to, to, to be joint with our wisdom that we make, we make the best of something at the end. Because how many times your end was just messed up like your beginning? <laughs> Yes, amen. And you think about it. You think about it. Dang on. There ain't nothing going right today. Anything I touch. Now, and your end of your day ends, and it's all messed up. But you ain't trying to use no wisdom in what you were doing today to make your to make the ending be better than the beginning. <laughs> Anything I touch is going wrong. Well, use some wisdom. Use your head. The day day don't sound like it's going right. Do some wisdom and stop doing so much, and you won't have to worry about it being messed up all day. Amen. (laughs) You know, you think about it. Every time I open my mouth, I'm saying something stupid or somebody getting mad at me. Well, use some wisdom. Shut up. (laughs) That's all. I ain't saying nothing to nobody because it ain't going to come out of my mouth. So you should be wise and just be quiet and listen. Amen. Then you ain't got to worry about your day being all messed up because you shut up, you use wisdom, and as the word says, there's a time to talk and there's a time to be quiet. You need to know that this is your time to be quiet because everything you say is getting everybody angry. Shut up. (laughs) That's that's wisdom. That's true. That is. that's, That's wisdom. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. You know what? <laughs> and you got to know when to mind your business because sometimes you don't mind your business and you need to use wisdom and minding your own business. And when somebody won't come tell me about somebody, I use wisdom. I don't want to hear it. I see it later. I'm gone. Because I know one thing, if I stand and listen to it, and even if I don't say something, when they go to the next person, tell they're going to say, well, do you know what Pastor Carpenter said? I ain't said nothing. But they, I, I'll never get away from it. I'll never get away from it. Person to roll up on me. Well, they told me you said this. No, I ain't say nothing. Yes, you did. They told me you said it. I don't know the truth. I ain't said nothing, but I stood there and listened to it. So this is what this is my reward for being a listener. See ya. I'm out of here. Bye. Wisdom. I'm gonna be wise. I'm gone. Somebody calling my phone, talking about I said this. I ain't said nothing. Grandma taught me one thing: a dog that carry a bone, or bring a dog that bring a bone, he carry a bone. And I and I learned that that. If somebody come and bring me a bone about somebody, they're going to carry a bone back. And even if I didn't say nothing, they're going to carry a make-believe bone back for me. <laughs> hey, well, you have me all up in a mess. <laughs> That's true. 
too. I'm going to stop here and just tell you a story. Happened to me on Facebook many years ago. And the, lady, the lady's my friend today. The lady is my friend. Somebody hacked into my page and wrote this lady, this white lady, some sexual things. Uh-uh. And, and yeah, and my my page is a is is a is a, is a, a, a a man of God page. My page is a is I don't say religious. My page is a God page. And, and the lady, the lady turned around and wrote on. I mean, my page. See, I don't have nothing to hide, so you can write anything on my page. It ain't gonna bother me if I don't like it. I know how to get it off there. Mm. I ain't like other people. I, I believe the people. That have it, so you can't go on their page and write something. They got, they, they, they got, they scared of people getting on there saying some might be, might expose some of the stuff they do behind the scenes. You know, <laughs> when you when you got to shut, no, nobody can't write. Even tell you happy birthday, they got to go to your inbox and tell you happy birthday. I believe you got a problem because you scared somebody gonna say something that you don't want nobody to hear on Facebook. Anyway, that's just my thought. I was Pastor David Carpenter's story, so don't nobody, don't nobody take it no further than that. But anyway, my thing is, the lady, they wrote this thing, and the lady came on my page. She talked up. You supposed to, you got a ministry, you got a radio ministry, and oh, and she wrote all this stuff on my page. And I said, I ain't said nothing to this lady. So I wrote back openly. I apologized to her, told her I didn't say nothing. Okay. The next day, the lady come back and apologized because guess what? The person that did it to me by her coming on my page hacked into her line and wrote some nasty stuff to some other man on another page that she, that she <laughs> said she said. <laughs> I, I start laughing. I start laughing. I'm, and I'm praying for her. She writes me back. Who is this doing this? Because they done did it to me. Oh, but you accused me from the beginning. I told you I didn't say nothing. <laughs> That's just to show you. That's just to show you that, that people can put stuff on you, and if people don't deserve who you are, you know what I'm saying? They'll believe it. Yeah, that's true. They will believe. Let me go on back to the Bible story. <laughs> but anyway, here we in the ninth verse, and this is this is it says, "Having made known to us." Now check this out. Have made known to us the mysteries of His will, according to the good pleasures which He had purposed in Himself. Now that that is overwhelming because I want you to tell me what are the mysteries because he said that he he revealed to us the mysteries okay that was in him according to his will hmm. well, let me read that back to you so you y'all can y'all can just take a minute and think about what is god what is God saying here? I have made known unto you. Now, God says he just, he just made something known unto you, the mysteries of his will. So God has made known the mysteries of his will because before now, nobody knew, not even the Old Testament knew God's will because God's will was a mystery even to them. But he says that he has made known to you the mysteries of his will. And he says, according to all his good pleasures, 
which he had purpose in himself. Oh, God. Mm. Okay. What mystery that God revealed to us in the gospel was that he adopted the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. See, that was a mystery because when you go to the Old Testament, they don't talk about us. We heathens. <laughs> yeah, you old, you old heathen, you won't laugh back there. That was the old, the people of the Old Testament, you was a heathen. Anything outside the chosen children of God were heathen. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, and there was one woman that you used to see on TV that would call you a heathen in a minute, and that was Aunt Esther. Aunt Esther or, or Red Fox <laughs> would call you a heathen in a minute. Because yeah. that's what you were. You, you were heathen. But it was it was in the mystery of God that he revealed it to us that we were the adopted children of him as being Gentiles. Yes. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. And, and, and the thing that it says here, I'm just going to read what it says here. This mystery is that the Gentiles should be partakers of Christ with the Jews without, without circumcision and observance of the Mosaic rituals and ceremonies. So, you know, the mystery was that God had it that we were never going to have to go to the rituals. You, you wouldn't have to go, the little boys wouldn't have to go get circumcised and all that other stuff and, mm-hmm. and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and whatever they do to y'all women, I don't know, but I know they, they circumcise us. I was born in a Jewish hospital, so. But the thing is that those rituals, y'all, we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to deal with, because we were in Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs> and even though he employed Paul, the apostle, to to, to preach to the to the Gentiles. But Jesus was the first first one that accepted Gentiles. Amen. When you go back in Scripture, you'll read how he did things. One time, when he hurt he hurt my feelings. One day I was reading, he told a lady at the table when she asked could he heal her daughter, he said, "Listen, I'm, I wasn't sent here for you." I said, wow. That's I, what said, I said, "Wow." Mm-hmm. What did you just say, Jesus? He said, <laughs> "I was not sent here for you." And I could just imagine how he said it. And she said, Master, even, she said, Master, even a master gives a crumb off the table to the dog. That's what she said. Truth, Lord. Truth. Okay. <laughs> and she touched, she touched his heart. He said, your daughter is here. That's so what she said. But the thing is, the thing is that, that, that it was in his compassion for her at that time, and the same compassion that God has for us, that we wasn't, that we were, we were outside of His chosen children, and He opened the door to to, to adopt us to become a part of them. Amen. Mm-hmm. And guess what? 
and he's letting you know the, the mysteries of his will. So there's nothing that God is hiding from you that he ain't given to his original children. Amen. And the thing about it, that we're more, we're, we're, the, we're the ones that were grafted in are more susceptible to receive it than the ones that he chose from the beginning. Amen. Because the same ones that he chose from the beginning are the same ones that, that rejected his son. And, 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 and even in, when he went home, they rejected him. But yet, in that rejection, he still received him. Yeah. I tell you, this 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 here is so powerful. Ephesians, Ephesians, powerful. Let me go on. <laughs> hey, I'm excited. This <laughs> here, understand you all. But it says that in this dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Somebody explain that to me. I want somebody to talk to me for a minute. Tell me what that tell me what that's saying to you. I'm gonna read it again to you. He said that in the this this sensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Anybody want to help me? Okay. What what it's saying here? <laughs> what it's saying here is letting you know one thing: that Christ, when He comes back, okay, to reign on earth, that He's going to gather everything between heaven and earth that that was in Him. Oh, and, what okay. he, and what he means by that, everything that's in him, is everything that died in him will come alive in him again. Amen. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about, because some of you theologians might be on this line, and blah, 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 blah. But what I mean by what died in him, that he says that he's going to come on a cloud, and those that died in Christ Jesus first shall, shall, shall hear the horn and be rised up to meet him in air. Yeah. And that means he's gathering up everything that belongs to him, even from the earth. Amen. <laughs> and he said, then those that are alive shall join them in that, in that rise up in the eye to be on that cloud. So he's it. gathering everything that's in him. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. So that, that what it's telling us, that we need to die in Christ. Yeah, amen. We need to die in Christ. Because he's going to gather everything that's in him at the end of time. That's what he says. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't y'all miss this. Don't y'all miss this. That's you know what I'm saying? Don't y'all miss this. This is the word talking to you. Amen. Now, I'm just going to read what it says down here. Christ will come into reign in the seventh and last dispensation or 
probationary period of man on earth. Ooh. See, we on the we on the probationary period. <laughs> you know why? And I love the way they use probation because you know when when people when people have committed even on a job when they put you on probation, if you, you either you pass the probation and you keep the job or you don't. <laughs> so so here we are here we are on earth and we're walking with Christ but we're in a probational period because either we're gonna either we're gonna walk in the fullness of Christ, you know what I'm saying? That's why he tells you in the Bible, he says one thing, there's no there's no warm or lukewarm or you know what I'm saying, or or either you're gonna be hot or you're gonna be cold. Yeah, one or other. You know what I'm saying? So, so here you in your probationary period. You can't walk lukewarm because that ain't that ain't. So you got to be even one. Amen. You better hope you hot. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And the thing about it, and the thing about it, what makes me and thank you, Holy Ghost. What makes me so when I hear this is that is that any time you can fall off, okay, if you don't keep yourself in the right place. Amen. Let me tell you, I could go out. And have and have a fornicate and fornicate tonight and and die right there next to that woman that I'm laying with both of us naked as a jaybird. We both could die right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm saved, sanctified, and blessed with the Holy Ghost. But I erred and I died in my error. Yep, that's true. And guess what? I messed up on my probationary period. Yep. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Keep your eyes on the prize. That's it. That's it. And that's what it's telling. And that's what it's telling us here. It is telling us here about that that we need to. You know what I'm saying? We need to know that everything that's in Him, He's coming back one day to get. That's right. Everything. Whether you on, whether you alive or on top of the earth or 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 in the earth, He's coming to get you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, let's move on because I'm getting to the exciting part. Might make you want to jump up and, and yell, but I'm getting to the exciting part. And it says here, as we go into the 11th verse, and this one, this one I, I, I want to hear from y'all. Uh, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. What did, what did we inherit? Now we, we don't inherit something. What did we inherit? Everything that the Father gave to Christ Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. So, <laughs> I know that was. So, <laughs> so, so, are we walking in our inheritance now, or are we going to inherit it later? No, we can inherit it now if you believe it and walk with faith. Amen, amen, amen. See, the thing, and, 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 this to, and we thank you for that because she was right on the nose, but the thing just to, just to piggyback and, make, and, and give you a little more, more uh, understanding to where your inheritance is, that's why it says that we all must seek out the riches of Christ Jesus. Amen. Because those are the things that we inherit is it is the riches that are inside of him. Amen. 
You know? That's mm-hmm. what we inherit. Everything that's inside of him, we have inherited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us, <laughs> a lot of us, a lot of us want to get our inheritance and and, and run with it. <laughs> and the last time we read about somebody that ran with their inheritance was the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened to him, and he, and he ran with his, but he it, it didn't it, it it didn't work out too 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 good for him while he had it because he he got rid of it all. Mm. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And, and why, what I'm trying to tell somebody right now is don't abuse the riches that you receive from Christ. Glory, hallelujah, amen. Okay? Because sometimes, sometimes we get them little by little, but some of them we abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay? And that's mm-hmm. what happened with the prodigal son. He took his riches and he abused them. And when he yeah. abused them, he didn't have no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thank God he could come back home like we can. Yeah, we can come back home. And, and what the Holy Spirit is telling me is that, that we can exhaust the power of the riches of Christ Jesus that are given to us. Mm-hmm. And when we exhaust the power, the power will put us right there in that pig pen with the prodigal son. Sure will. Because we're going to have to come back to where we where it all started from. We got to come back. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. It's true. God is, God is dropping some revelation tonight, too. Anyway. <laughs> he said inheritance and being predestined. So you know that, that, that the inheritance was, was already planned for you, that you was already going to be an inheritor. Amen. And we, we learned that a little while back, earlier tonight, that, that this was predestined for you. So God had planned this for you anyway. You just had to move in a place to become an inheritor. You, are, you was already in the line to inherit, but you had to become an inheritor. And when you, when you accepted Jesus Christ in your life and he became your Lord and Savior, you became an inheritor. Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> You became an inheritor. And that that was that was a good thing. That sure is. You know. Hallelujah. Uh, I, well, I don't know about an inheritor, but I think the word heir is better suited there. An inheritor can be anyone, not connected by blood, but an heir is connected by blood since we are now adopted in as sons and connected by the blood of Jesus. I don't know about the word inheritor. I think heir is better suited here. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. Shoot, I could always learn something new. Come on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, said, she said, don't be an inheritor, be an heir to the throne. So be an heir. Better. <laughs> and, and, and she's so right. You know, and I and I thank you for that. I, I, you know, corrected me, but I feel I feel all right because now I'm an heir. Because you know what, I've got the DNA of Christ in me from His blood. Amen. 
<laughs> so, so I'm not, I'm not just an inheritor because anybody could be an inheritor, but I'm an heir because <laughs> I'm, walking, I'm walking in the blood. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a blood inheritor. That's what that is. I'm a blood inheritor. <laughs> Let's move on because I'm excited now. I'm not a inheritor. I'm an heir. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you give me a shirt that said I'm a I'm a heir to the throne. Oh, That's God. right. Amen. <laughs> but he goes on to say that the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will, that he should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. And and that's powerful because. When you think about it, that all of this came because you trusted in him. You know, the first fruits of who you was was trust. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because you couldn't walk with Jesus. I don't care. He chose you. You accepted him. But you had to You had to come to a place to believe and trust in him to be able to walk with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Because so, you know what? The key word was trust because people could believe in you but don't trust you. Yep. <laughs> That's true. That's oh, yeah. True. Yeah, I believe she's all right, but you know what? I don't trust her. I don't trust her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust her. Yeah, I, don't, I, I like him. I don't trust her. I don't like him. I like him, but you know what? I don't trust him. <laughs> That's it. I don't trust him. That's true. When you get with Christ and you you move into believing, your belief will take you into trust. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Amen. And you and, and you find that even in your natural life with people that you meet people, yeah, I, I believe, you know, yeah, I, I know I ain't known them that long, but I believe and I believe I can trust them. It just be something about that person that you believe you can trust them. Mhm. You know true. what I'm saying? And then there's some people you don't believe you can trust. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you got people. My grandmother used to say, man, and y'all excuse me if anybody, this is not a racial remark, but this, my grandmother was from Fayetteville, North Carolina, and she talked just like this all the time. She was... They sanctify, bless with the Holy Ghost, but she'll call you a nigga in a minute. And, and, and she just said, that nigga ain't come my house. I don't trust that nigga. <laughs> she said, just like that. <laughs> I said, Grandma, when I got older, I couldn't say nothing when I was young, but when I got older, I said, Grandma, come on, man. You call everybody a nigga. That's what they is. <laughs> except, for them, except for them people over there, they all right. They ain't niggas. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> and she broke it down to me one day. She said, listen, a nigga could be anything that's low life. That's right. That's true. <laughs> I said, okay, Grandma, you got me. You you can't read, but you somebody read that to you, and you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But that was the, the key. That we, we, we came in, and we trusted in God. We trusted in Christ. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, That's what our first trust was. 
Thank you. But as, we, as we move on, it says in the 13th verse, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. See, see what I told you? As soon as we walked in and, we, and, 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 and salvation took a hold of us, we were able to later on embrace the fullness of trusting him with, all, with our lives, with everything. Amen. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Because wherever you went when you first came, Jesus, Jesus. That's all you. That's all they heard. You was that Jesus person. Here come, here come there. Here she come there. Here come that Jesus person. Mm-hmm. That's what they say to me. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. And your friends start running down the street like somebody chasing them. Jesus. <laughs> because we, we heard the gospel and, and we trusted in it, and we and we and we started believing and trusting in Jesus. And we just let everybody know there was there nothing that, that Jesus can't do for me. And we let everybody know because that's where our trust was. That's and, right. And that's what, it's, that's what it's saying here in Ephesians about. That's where our trust is. But let's go on because I got some questions for y'all. It says, and whom also after that ye believed and ye were sealed, with that Holy Spirit of promise. How did, what, what, what did the word seal mean? What, what, we were sealed. How were we sealed? Somebody tell me. I want to know. How, I, I was sealed. How? By, we were sealed by, by his, um, his promises and by the blood of Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Okay. I, I I heard that, but what about you? T- you just told me, but I was sealed. I, well, I want to know. I'm sealed. What What do you mean? What uh, I'm sealed? Okay. Are you saying sealed? S E E L. I'm saying S E A L E D. Sealed. I'm talking about oh. like you, you. You take a box and you put tape all around and you seal it so nobody can't break in it. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the blood. His promises. His word. But he why, why did he see me? Because that's what the king does. That's what the king does. The king, that is, so the king just sealed me all up. <laughs> <laughs> he sealed me. So, so it's automatic that he sealed me with the Holy Ghost. Yes. It's just that. Okay, I want y'all to break this down. Okay. He sealed me with the Holy Ghost, and you say that's what the King does. He wraps it up, he seals it, so so I'm I'm sealed to Him, and the Holy Ghost is the sealing is the is the sealing part of me being sealed to Him. It means it's a done deal. It's a sure oh, it's deal. A done, it's a done deal. So that yeah. means I can't. Can I ever be unsealed? No, unless the Father unseals you. So. The Holy Ghost will never leave me, no matter what I do then. Well, he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And God said that. God said, mm-hmm. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. But 
How come the people always say that the Holy Spirit won't dwell in an unclean place? If this, oh, Bible, yeah. if this Bible is saying that I'm sealed, then it means that he'll never leave me no matter what. If you curse him, he will. Well, we know that, that you're going to die. <laughs> 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 that's the only That's the only thing that's unforgivable. You, you die. You're dead. You sure? That's right. You curse the whole <laughs> You go ask Ananias and his wife. They dead. Okay? <laughs> dead. Yeah. You ain't, you, ain't, you ain't cursing. Well, come on, man. Come on, let's do it. I got to do a little more reading to this thing. Cause she told me I was sealed, and I want to I find out. Let me see what this thing says. It says sealed. We were sealed for security. And you can find that in, in, in Matthew 27, chapter 66, verse, Revelations 20 and 3. It says to hide as the the contents of a letter, and and anything and, and he used the Holy Ghost to seal us like like when you don't want nobody to, to read that little love letter you done sent somebody and you seal it and put the stamp on it. That means can nobody get in it until it get to the person that that it comes to. Amen. Okay. And it goes on. Let me see what else it says here. To confirm ownership. So when God sealed me with the Holy Spirit, as 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 the elder said earlier, he he concealed me that I'm his. I belong to him. I don't belong to nobody else. I'm his. Amen. Yeah. So so and I and I want to tell you, this is not about the outdwelling of the Holy Spirit. This is about the indwelling. That's where you seal with the indwelling, not out. Mhm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know we got that thing, you got the outdwelling, and you got the indwelling. You know what I'm saying? But those that have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, they got the indwelling. Amen. Oh, you young people on the line, y'all learning some stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chief. That feels that we're God's. God's possession is belonging. And it says here, to confirm ownership, the -hmm. Holy Spirit of adoption is given to everyone who repents. Mm -hmm. And he who has the Spirit has God's seal that he belongs to the heavenly family. Mm -hmm. So here when we go back and we read and and it tells us this, and we're going to go just read it again. And whom ye also trusted. After that, you have heard the truth of the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that ye believed, and you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. What is the purchased possession? What is the purchased possession? Us. His children. Come on, guy like that. Now, that's it. Huh? 
We are the purchase. You are. You're right. You are right on the nose. We are the purchase possession of God. Yeah. God, when, Jesus died, on the, when Jesus died on the cross, he purchased us back. Yeah. In his blood. Kingdom. He purchased us back in the kingdom. Yeah. Amen. So when, when he purchased us, he turned around and said, okay, since I own you all now, I'm going to seal you, <laughs> all those that come to me, I'm going to seal my purchased possessions with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yep, that's what he did. And that's what he did. He he purchased us back on the cross. That's right. And then he said, he said there will be a comforter come. And he said the comforter come back to seal us under him. Amen. He certainly did. Yes, yes, he purchased us with his blood, his life. Thank and you, see, and, and I love what he said. You know what he says here? Now, check this out. This, this, this is an awesome thing, that he purchases us back to the praise of his glory. <clears throat> that God, that God, God praises, praises us to the glory of him purchasing us back. Amen. You know, you know when, when everything, that's why every time... When when y'all bring somebody, if y'all if we get back on our job like we're so supposed to be, and go out and sow the gospel and start drawing and bringing people into the world of salvation, that they they be having they be having awesome parties up in heaven every time somebody gets saved. That's what he said. That's where the party is. And that's yep. where the praise. That's where the praise of his glory goes up. When they when the angels start dancing, anytime somebody gets saved, you always hear that the old people used to say, "Now, boy, the angels is having a party now." Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to have a party here because every time somebody is brought in, we're supposed to rejoice. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Except for them old crooked saints. Them old crooked saints say, look at, look at her. Now she want to get saved. Look at her. Look at that baby. Now he want to come in and get saved. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I talk about it. I'm, I'm a realist. So y'all might well, when y'all come to Bible study with me, I'm going to be real about everything that confirms <laughs> what's going on here and what's going on. When I was a kid going over to church, and I'm, I'm from New York, but I used to come down south, hey, I had to sit there and interview. Look at them old people. Some of them people be sitting there, ain't saved themselves. Look at them. Now they want to get saved. Look at them. Drink more liquor than I drink. Look at them. Now you want to get sober. You know what I'm saying? I just like, I mean, you be trying to get yourself right. Amen. If you don't make an effort to do nothing, you'll never do it. That's right. That's right. In the 15th verse, it says, Wherefore, I also, after I heard your faith in the Lord Jesus, love unto all the saints. And and, and this is this is Paul starting to pray. And, I, and, I, and really, I'm going to read this to you all. And I want you all to start hearing some of the things that you all need to learn how to pray for and how to pray. You know, because... Sometimes we just throw a bunch of words, but it ain't nothing like having scripture in your prayer. Amen. See, see, because you're asking God for something, 
And when you're asking God for something, you need to bring it back to his attention, what he said in his word about what you're asking for. That's what he said. Bring it back to his memory. Not because he forgot, but because he wanted us to remember. That he said it, that he said it, and now that you ask him for what I said, now you can see that promise. But a lot of us just pray, and we we these people with these elegant prayers, and got one word of scripture in that prayer. Just a bunch of Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Just a bunch of endless words that they end up repeating while they while they praying. They might say the same word about ten times. <laughs> With no scripture inside mm-hmm. about what they're asking for. That's true. But I want y'all to listen to Paul. I want you to listen to what Paul says in the prayer. Because you gotta understand, Paul was in Ephesians for three years. Three years, getting these people right, building this church. And he prayed. He prayed endlessly for them in those three years. So do you know how many prayers he prayed? But check out, in the book of Ephesians, we're going to only find about three or four of them prayers. But I'm telling you, the three or four prayers that we find are, are the most important prayers that he prayed. But yet he stayed there for three years. And do you know that's a lot of prayers that, that he prayed on? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And some of y'all ain't got nobody there to pray two prayers for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Man sat down there and prayed every night for three, three years. He prayed over, over for them people. And some of y'all pray, some of y'all on this line right now, some of the people y'all know will pray for you two days and then they'll see. And they may not pray for you until they see you again. Oh, hey, how you doing? Oh yeah, okay, I'm praying for you. And they only say they only say it there because they see you. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. People are lie to you real quick. That's why when I see people, I don't tell them I'm pray for them. Let's pray right now. That way I ain't going to forget. Let me pray for you right now, and then I ain't got to tell you I prayed for you. I'm going to pray for you. I done prayed for you, and you know I prayed for you. Amen. But he says, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, love unto all the saints. You see, he said he, he, in his prayer, he said how he loved everybody, and, and, and that's how we got to be. We got to be loving each other. He only went on to say, cease not to give. And boy, that's a bad word around the church today. Don't nobody want to give nothing. He said, thanks for you making mention of you in all my prayers. And, and, and that's the powerful thing, that we need to mention people in our prayers. You know and then a prayer ain't all about you. Nope. You want to pray for yourself, and you want everybody else to pray just for you. Yep. <laughs> and you ain't you ain't praying for nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But here Paul says that he mentions people in his prayer. He says, "I mention y'all in my prayer." You know, sometimes I can't remember everybody's name, but I say, "Lord." Everybody that has come in contact with me, Father God, I lift them up in prayer right now. Amen. I may not be able to call out their name, Father God, but you know those that came near and near to me 
on this day or in my heart, Father God, please, Father God, touch them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You may not remember everybody's name, but you remember the connection that you had with them, and you pray for them. Amen. Because y'all will get up on Twitter or Facebook and don't even know them people and just try to be all all that and a bag of chips and, and right there, I'm praying for you, ain't saying nothing. Just a bunch of words to make that person feel good that, 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 that you said you praying. Hmm. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> y'all don't, y'all nobody don't want to say amen by now, but a lot of people can be up there just writing. I'm praying for you. And the thing about it, you don't even know who they is that's praying for you. Yeah, they play. They could be playing witchcraft or uh-huh. anything over you, and you jumping them down. Everybody, look how many people I got to pray for me. On listen, you need to reach out and know who's going to pray for you. That's right. Because everybody's going mm-hmm. to pray for you. Let me go on, so we can finish. But <laughs> 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 it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And and that's what we want. We want to pray, and we want God to release those things, the spirit of revelation. You want revelation. You want, you see, revelation is that which you can identify with you. Don't let them theologians tell you that old crazy stuff. Hello? Yeah. Okay. Don't let them people tell you that old crazy stuff. Revelation, when you go and read the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is about Jesus Christ. Amen. So when you get revelation to the word of God, it's about you. That's a revelational word that you can identify about you, that you may share with somebody the revelation of that word, but the revelation of that word was about you. It's your your revelation. Hmm. Somebody catch that. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody will catch that. But it's your revelation, and that's why he says here that I pray that God the Father will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Wow! What is the hope of God's calling on you? What's the question? Wow. Ain't nobody breaking down the door to answer that one? (laughs) What is the hope of his calling on you? What did God call you? What was the hope that he called you in? The... The, the um. Are you speaking about your spiritual gift? Listen, we. I'm talking about what did God called you. He chose you. He called you into the kingdom. And what was the hope of His calling unto you? For you to do His will. Amen. That's what His hope was about us doing His will here on earth. Excuse me. And that's what it is about us being able to 
to operate in the things that he has called us in to do. His hope, let me read it for what it says here. It says, and we're going to read it again, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And God wants our eyes, and what eyes he talking about to, to be enlightened? You said eyes? Yeah, he says eyes, your eyes. Your eyes of your understanding understand. be enlightened. I agree with the lady, the young lady. She said it's good. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And that's what it's about. It's the facility of the receiving the knowledge, the spirit of the man. Amen. What Amen. the eye is to the Holy Spirit is to the inner man. Amen. Okay? And the eyes of your heart is, is through these eyes that we get to know. We get to know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, and the greatness of his power. Amen. Hallelujah. So so it's through our spiritual eyes and the, and the eye of our heart. Because, see, the word of God lets us know that whatever man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So, mm-hmm. so when, when we start to embrace the things of God and they touch our heart, we're able to operate in them. Amen. <laughs> we're able to operate in those things that are of God. Because you know what? There's so many people that try to operate in things that they think is God but it ain't God. But when you when, when you let the Spirit show you, for God said, those who are led by the Spirit are my children. When you are led by the Holy Spirit and what you do, because the Holy Spirit is going to be able to see the things of God. Amen. Not you and your old, you and your, and the way your people change your eye colors today, y'all can't see nothing. <laughs> Time I see people, they got green eyes today, brown eyes tomorrow. I know God ain't talking about them eyeballs. You ain't going to be able to see nothing. If you do, everything going to be in color. <laughs> Amen. And that's, why, and that's why he's telling us about the spiritual eye. Yeah. That, 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 that spiritual eye are, are show us all the things that are of God and lead us in the things that God wants us to do. Because we're not looking at it from a natural perspective, but a spiritual. Amen. Paul goes on to say, the riches of the glory of his inheritance is, is in the faith. So the riches of God's glory of his inheritance is in us. It's in us. All we got to do is... Oof, is walking our inheritance. And we are not, as we have become heritors of the inheritance. Amen. All right? So, so if it's in us, all we got to do is walk in it. And when we walk in it, all we got to do is to, to reach out to Christ to obtain the riches that are in him. Oh, Jesus. Amen. I know I just lost somebody with that one. That was, that, that was that that that's powerful because if it's already in you, 
All you got to do is embrace, embrace the riches that are in Christ Jesus to activate the inheritance that's in you. Jesus. Come on now. Come on now. Somebody caught that one. Somebody <laughs> caught that one. <laughs> See, because that's why God says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing your mind. Because once you start seeking that which is in Christ Jesus, it activates what he already got in you and in the inheritance of him. Amen. Why a lot of us ain't, ain't moving in the things of Christ because we're not reading the word of God to obtain the riches of Christ to activate the inheritance that's in us. That's right. True. Somebody, somebody don't like that. I feel this spirit. That's all right. <laughs> uh, amen. Amen. You know, but you gotta read. That's right. We keep wanting. Somebody on this line, they keep wanting. Y'all want, but you don't want to do nothing to get. That's true. And, and and let me tell you something. If you was my child and you ain't did no work, you ain't. I'm taking you off my shoes, huh? <laughs> When they give me the reading, your name ain't on it. Don't be mad, cause you ain't did nothing. You ain't did, did nothing. Didn't hurt nothing. Mm-hmm. Amen. You did. You was an heir, but you was an heir with no inheritance, cause you didn't do nothing to 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 be a part of being more than the heir. Mm. And we all are heirs, but we got to do more than be just an heir. Because I can't wait on, because the Bible just told me that the inheritance is in me, and in order for it to be manifested, I got to go obtain the riches that are in Christ Jesus to activate my inheritance. Amen. Because the thing about it, you know, usually you get an inheritance when somebody dies. All right, Jesus ain't dead. He certainly ain't. Nope. <laughs> so we so we, we have to we have to move to get the inheritance that's in us. And it goes on to say, and what is the exceeding greatness of the of his power to us? Ooh, to us to us ward who believe? That that is powerful in itself. And what happens there? What that's what what he's praying about? That many members, all of us that are members, we make we make the head of Christ complete when we all are walking on one accord with each other. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And, and the thing about that what Paul is praying about them having unity, and we need to we need to start praying for unity back in the church. Yeah, that right. Yep. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because where there's division, you know what I'm saying. Whatever division stands, they they never prosper in being individuals. Amen. But when we when we could come together in unity and do things. We'll move. We'll move mountains. Amen. That's what he said. You know what I'm saying? We'll move mountains. We'll move people. You know what I'm saying? But we're all so divided. 
I'm Baptist. Oh yeah, I'm Methodist. Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't mess with y'all. You know, how can two, how can people in denominations say we don't mess with each other and we all serve the same God and we all, you know, just like the Muslims, they might call him Allah, but he still they serve God. Okay. And the thing about it, we try to be all this when the God we serve says one thing in his word, I have no respect of person. Amen. Amen. And we Amen. should be the same way. I, I mean, you know what? I'm all right with Muslims and anybody else. Hey, y'all all right with me? You know what I'm saying? And that's how we've got to deal with uh, deal with praying for people. And if we can't pray for the Muslims, God bless bless the Muslims right now. But and and I and I can't do it because my nieces and great nieces they they Muslims. They don't move for the United States. One of them live in and 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 um uh uh Saudi Arabia and the other one live in, in Egypt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And anybody go on my Facebook page, you could go in there and you could look at them. They got their Muslim stuff on and they've been Muslim since little kids. But they my family. Not only in, in, in blood, but they also my family inside of Christ Jesus. So they they still the children of God. Have they received them? Excuse me. Because they some of them don't believe that Jesus was Jesus. The Muslims, right. I know. Yeah. Well, some of them uh, they were not them. serving the same God. See, they serve the same God, but some of them, some of them, some of them are, are gathered to receive Jesus as the Son of God. But in their Quran, they receive him as a prophet. Even as the Jewish people today, they don't receive Jesus as the Son of God. They still receive him as a prophet. But they are the chosen people. They are the chosen ones. Now, they're the chosen people and don't receive him as being the Son of God. They don't receive receive him today as being the Messiah. I know, not all of them, some of them. Some but that's the chosen ones. They're and, the chosen that's the same, and that's the same thing with the with the Muslims. There's some of them that that, that believe that he is the Son of God. And there's there's some of them that believe that in that Quran it, it says that he was he was one of the last prophets. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? Let me tell you something. Uh I really don't care if they, as long as they believe in God, they're all right with me because one thing about God is to let every man and woman work out their own soul and salvation. And if that's the manner they walk, working theirs out, I ain't mad with them. When they, when they come to the end and they, they, they praise a lot that they call them, and we got a thousand names we call God, Jehovah, we call them Yahweh, we call them El Shaddai. We got a thousand names that we call God. But I call him Jesus. That's the name that um, <laughs> Satan is paralyzed with. That's the name going to stop them demons and Satan, Amen. I know. Because, so the because, because the name we use, Jesus, because we're living under, that, under the new covenant. And under the new covenant, all the power is in his hands right now. That's right. And that's the name the Father gave him. 
That ain't the name that Mary and Joseph um um called him. That's the name he told the angel to tell him to call Jesus. And that's Amen. That's call him. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hmm. But what I'm saying is that the overall thing is that as long as somebody I meet is is lifting up one God, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't I can't deal with because I know what my Bible says that the only way to the Father is through Him. You know what I'm saying? And if they don't believe in that, then you know what I'm saying. They got to deal with that. Right. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So that you know that's where we are with that. Let me carry on. I'm going to say something else. <laughs> yeah. well, say what you want to say. I know because Jesus said, if you come in any other way, you're a thief or a robber. If you don't come in through Him, you're a that's thief it. and you're a robber. If you and come in any other way, and that's why I said there's nothing that I could do about somebody, but I respect them that they believe in God. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can't because listen, Satan was considered a god, so that's why if they don't say Jesus' name or one of his his uh, his Jewish names, now I wouldn't be bothered with these people. I'm sorry. He said, "Get from um from um don't be unevenly yoked with them," and that's what I stand on. Jesus, his Amen. name. And yes, I, I, you know what? You know what? God, uh-huh. God bless. We all we all deal with day and people in our own way in our own manner. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I don't, I, I, I have nothing to say about how anybody else deal with somebody, because we we held accountable for how we deal with people as individuals. Uh-huh. Well, amen. 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 Let's, let's move on. Verse nineteen. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to towards towards who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Which he ruled in Christ. Okay, what he says, ruled. I don't want to tell you what the word ruled means. Exerting. Hmm? It's to exert. Okay. He exerts. And he said that he ruled. So let me read, let me just go over and look at what are the what are the things that God ruled in Christ. Okay, you said that in, the word means to to what? Hello, I'm here. Are you asking I me said, to repeat that? Yeah, I'm asking you to repeat that. You said it meant for what? To exert. To exert. Mm-hmm. Yes, E-R-T. Okay, and that's what, and she said, which he ruled in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him as his own, at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. So we were looking at which he ruled, and we want to know the things that, but the rules is the things that he exalted him and lifted him up. Thank you, Elder. And the things that he did was that he raised him from the dead. He exalted him and at his own right hand. 
He gave him authority over all power, good and evil, under himself. Amen. And and here we go. We're going back to what you said, sister, so you can say amen again. And gave him a name above every name except God the Father. Amen. Put all and put all things under his feet and gave him headship of the church. Amen. So God ruled these things in Christ Jesus. Father, is that what you just said? I said God ruled these things in Christ Jesus. No, no, a few minutes ago you said you gave him that he gave him a name. Above every name except the Father. Right. Does not Ephesians declare that the whole heavenly family's name is Jesus? Yeah, but it says, but not above the Father. Excuse me? But not above the Father. There's no there's no name greater than than, than, than the Father's name. And what's that? Was the name God? I mean, I mean, we look at him. We look at what what the great I am. When Moses, he told Moses, what Moses said, "Well, who you are?" He said, "I am." There are three different okay. Then we Moses. come back. We come back, and we got different names that they call them. But but Jesus' name is above everybody's name. Exactly, except for the Father. Uh huh. I love everybody's name. He gave him all the power. He put all power in his hands. Okay. Okay, if he put all power, I'm your father. Now, 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 now let's be let's be real here. I'm your father. And I put I and I got all power in my hand and I put all the power in your hand. You know what I'm saying? That your your name is the greatest name right now between heaven and earth. Okay. But yet, yet, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. But yet, yet, the Father says that your name mm-hmm. above everybody's name is above everybody's name. It's above everybody's name, but He didn't say it's above mine. Because, because yeah, that's above. He said his name is. He says your name is above everybody's name, but. He didn't say your name is above my name and everybody's name. He said your name is above everybody's name. And the Holy Ghost just brought something to me <laughs> to make you think about it. Jesus lets you know where his power lies at and where his respect lies at. He says in Scripture, anything that you want from the Father, ask the Father in my name, and then I should do it. Right. Yeah, that's what you know we're saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so when it boils down, when it boils down, there's nothing that he does as the son to to elevate himself above the father. Huh? There's nothing above so, Jesus' name in heaven. The air, earth, underneath the earth, and the waters, there's nothing above Jesus' name. That's what, that's what I'm saying. If the word declares that his name is given above every name in heaven and in earth, God the Father is in heaven. So, yeah. you, it so, has to be above. so you, believe, 
You wait a minute, wait a minute. But I'm 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 I want y'all to really to really go back and look at that and and, 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 and let God intertwine with you. That He said that name. You know what I'm saying? But to tell you the truth, God don't have no name. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God don't have no name. Because you know what? All the names that, that, that people have called them is the names that they have given them. From Yahweh to Jehovah, Jehovah Jah, Jehovah Nisi, these are names that man gave God. Well, he told Moses his name is I Am. Uh, when he said, who should I uh, send? When he said who to should uh, I Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. He and he said, said oh, tell them I'm, I am that I am. Right. All right. He said, well, tell him I am that I am. Yeah. But see, but it's only one power. And he's doing three powerful things. <laughs> it's only one power. There's only one power. And that's why Jesus says, that's why they, that's why the Holy Ghost has told me that God don't have no name because him and Jesus are one. Jesus says in the Bible, he says, to know me is to know my Father, for we are one. Yeah. So his name is above every his name. name is, Jesus. His name is above every name because the Father don't have no name. Well, now we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Holy, it's the Holy Ghost to bring it to my attention, too. So there is no name because God don't have a name. God gave Moses, uh, 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 gave him, thank you, Holy Ghost, gave him something so he could, uh, so he could go back and be identified yes. with, a, with a label, but God truly don't have no name. Yes. He put his and that's, why, and that's why God told, see, see, originally, when we go back in the scripture, that we go back in the Old Testament, what was what what, what did Isaiah say that, that Jesus' name was going to be? Emmanuel. Y'all sing that song. And what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. So I'm right with y'all. <laughs> we all we all on the same page. Amen. Amen. So let's go on to twenty one. <laughs> I like that. You know, see that's when we call what we call iron sharpened iron. Because we all saw that in a different way, but now we gave each other a different way to look at it. Amen? Amen. He said, which he wooed in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in his, in this world, but also in that which is to come. So we, we, I mean, we talked about it, and here it says it right here. It says, far above all principalities and power and mighty and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. 
and had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body and the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Wow. So we don't have to we don't have to struggle and we don't have to worry, but we know that Jesus, that the Father has put all power in his hands. Amen. Everything is in his hands. And that's why he sits at the right hand. And guess what? Guess who else sits at the right hand? We sit at the right hand in Christ Jesus. Because everything that comes out of the right hand, oh, God, thank you, Lord. Everything that, 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 that is operated in the right hand, of, on the right hand, the right side of God, is utilized and empowered here on earth through Jesus Christ in us. This is why he said we shall do greater things than he ever did, because he, he empowers us to be able to do it. So amen to all you powerful people out there. The, 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 the thing is that the only ones that can hinder the power that's in you is you. Can I tell you that one more time? The only one that can hinder the power of God that's in you is you. Because God said, great is he that's in you, the he that's in the world. And a lot of y'all never let the greatness flow that's in you that's why you never see it. Okay. That's why you never see it. Because if God is telling you, great is he, he that's in you, the heathen is in the world, all you got to do is release the greatness of Christ that's in you. And when you release it, you'll see the power of him moving in you. Yes, they would do greater things than he did. He said, right. going into the Father. That's it. So, so the only John way fourteen can, twelve. Yeah. The only way you can see these great things is if you release them. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Amen. I, I hope somebody learned something tonight. Because <laughs> I know it's getting to that hour, and I did. I I wanted. I, I I'm telling you, sisters that shared tonight. I enjoyed y'all. I had a good time with y'all. Yeah, good time with you. Know, I enjoy. You know, I learn something every day. Amen. And, and, and not only that, I'm I come here to teach is that I have an open forum because y'all taught me some stuff too tonight. That I mean, the way I might look, the way I might, I was looking at something. You gave me another way to look at it that enhanced the way that I that I need to look at it. Amen. And that's Amen. what it's about. That's why God said we need to be able to share with one another. Help because each other. There's, there's something you'll see that I can't see. Amen. And then I might be so naive and see it in my naive eye that you may see it with your broad eye. That's right. And I need to be able to see it. We we just we just thank y'all. And I'm glad and please, thank please, please y'all come and be with us. Is uh Pastor Albright here? I don't think Pastor Albright made it. But we, we just thank y'all for being here. We thank everyone else that's on the line, those I know y'all quiet. And I wanted to come back and give y'all those scriptures 
real quick. Let me give you the scripture on the believer in the position and grace. You can find that in Ephesians 1 um, from 3 to 13. Uh, Romans, the fifth chapter, from 1 to 11. Um, chosen, you can find that in Romans 11 and 16. Romans 12 and 1, 1 Corinthians 3 and 17, and 2 Timothy 1 and 9. And the last one, because I gave you all the other ones, <clears throat> excuse me, predestined. You can find in Galatians 4 and 4, Romans 8, chapter 28 to the 29th verse, and 1 Peter the first chapter um, from the second to the to the fifth verse. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Uh-huh. Um, again, we thank all y'all. Uh, we're going to end this with prayer, but we tell everyone, please join us again on on um, Wednesday. Wednesday night. Come on, that's it. That's it. Help the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday night, we will have a powerful King Grace. I'm telling you, don't miss this powerful woman of God. You got a word. Y'all thought y'all heard a word Saturday night, I tell you. Elder Renee gave us a word that we all need to... Uh, that, that we all need to really look at, and I tell you that I know that I'm more than a conqueror. I'm, I'm, I ain't only a survivor. I'm more than a conqueror. And Amen. That, that you know, it's something when you let a word stay in your spirit that you know that was God wanting you to hear that word, so you would change your way of thinking. Amen. And, and we thank God for that because a lot of us was thanking God. I'm so glad I'm just a survivor. I survived this. Uh. Uh-uh. You need to be more than a survivor. You need to be a conqueror. Amen. More than a conqueror. Yeah, more than a conqueror. Come on, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, so we thank thank God for that word Saturday. But come and um, please, any of y'all on Facebook, please just go on my page and write about the Bible study and tell so we could get some more people to come on out here and hear God's word. I'm telling you, it ain't nothing like hearing God's word. I see Joyce Myers doing the 30-30, and that's awesome. Uh, every day for 30 minutes, you read the word for 30 days, and that's an awesome thing. But we're going to be going through this whole book of Ephesians to the end of this month, and I'm telling you, Amen. Did you get cut off? Hello? I think he got cut off. Pastor? It sounds like, no, this is all the books. It sounds like um, he's cut off. Yeah, he's cut off. You going to say the prayer? No, for so you can pray. What's your name? I don't even get your name. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I got kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leona. His name is Leona. <laughs> <Not too. laughs>
Are you back, Pastor? Did we just hear you? Ah. Uh-huh. I could have sworn that I just heard him come back. Um, maybe he's yeah, he's me. back. Then Pastor. Pastor. I'm back. He's back. Yes. I'm back. Amen. Is that corruption? What that corruption say? Honey, I'm home. Okay. <laughs> Y'all excuse the pastor. That's all right. The pastor's good. <laughs> I enjoy this. I enjoy the pastor all the time when I get on. The God bless you, pastor, and everybody on the line. God bless you. Amen. Um, like I said, please, if y'all get a chance, just write up on Facebook about enjoying the Bible study, and um, I could get some more of these young people on and get them to talk because y'all are quiet. I know y'all on here because I can see y'all on my laptop, all the people that's on here. <laughs> yeah, they shy. And, and you know Amen. what? I, y'all lucky I ain't got – see, the uh, one I just hooked um, – I just hooked – Elder uh, Renee up on a line that I wish I would have got on because you know what? On that one she got, when you come on, it tells your name. <laughs> Mine just tell what state you from, but hers tell your name. You know, I still know all y'all from what state y'all come from, from New York. North Carolina, Chicago, all, all y'all. I see all y'all. Florida. I, I got all y'all down here. Alabama. You know, y'all ain't got to start hanging up because I'm calling y'all out. I ain't going to say nothing. Anyway. Amen. <laughs> we just thank God for y'all being here. And please just, just join us in this Bible study. I'm telling you, it's going to enrich. Um, as y'all, could, y'all see this first night, I'm here to have a good time in the Word, and I want y'all to be able to hear what God wants y'all to hear and becoming a more mature Christian and being able to walk the walk as you talk the talk. So Amen. with that, we, we just thank God. And don't forget Wednesday night. And please don't forget Saturday. I'm telling you, Saturday, I'm hosting. So it's going to be one heck of a time. Y'all know what I what I host is going to be kind of crazy. It's going to be kind of wild, but we're going to talk about these insecure men and women in the body of Christ that keep trying to go in a relationship and mess people up. I'm tired. I'm tired, tired, tired. People want to check your cell phone. They want to check your website. They want to run you down. They want you to check, they want to check your shoes to see how far you walk. I'm telling you. Okay, oh, in that relationship. <laughs> the jealousy we need and then we got people in ministry that are so insecure, so insecure, and we're going to talk about them. Always think you try to steal people from their church. I mean, uh. even the, even the lay, lay, y'all lay people, they blaming y'all. I, I don't trust that, that person. Look at her. She's talking to all the people. She be like, took them to another church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about insecurity on every level there is. And mm. y'all need to come on out next Saturday. Please be with us on um, Wednesday. And please look at my page because Friday night I'm going on Prophetess Stella's line on Friday night. And I'm going to put the telephone number up. 
She wants me to come and give a word. She's having a revival this week of different people speaking. So she wants me to come give a word. So uh, all y'all that want to support me, please come up on that line. You can just go on my page. You'll see the telephone number uh, of her line, and I'll put the post up or the time and everything. And we can go up there and shout and have us a good time and turn her line out and then come back home. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be the people in my church too. We go to somebody's house and they know they know the pastor's gonna turn it out, so we we all turn it out and then we go back home. <laughs> we leave them we leave them to clean up their own mess. <laughs> God be the glory. We thank again everyone for being with us. Um, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, all those at the sound of my voice. Father God, we ask you to bless them. Father God, we ask you to enhance everything that was said to them tonight, Father God. We thank you for those that poured in. And, Father God, we thank those that poured back out, Father God, and somebody that received it. I know somebody got some stuff broken off them tonight due to your word. Father God, we thank you for the women that shared. Father God, we ask that you increase their knowledge, their wisdom, and their understanding to your word. Father God, we ask that you set their footsteps. For you said in your word, you set the footsteps of a righteous person. Father God, set their footsteps, Father God, and and, and order them in, in the way that you need them to go, Father God. And Father God, we just thank you that no one on the line was leaning to their own understanding tonight, but acknowledge you in all their ways. And you directed their path tonight in your word, Father God. We thank you for that. And, Father God, we just ask that you wake them up on due time tomorrow morning and let them be able to go in the victory of who your son, Jesus Christ, is here on earth, that they move and move in all power according to your will and your purpose in their life. In Jesus' name we pray for everyone. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Everyone have a blessed and wonderful night. As we always say in leaving this line, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God. I'll see everybody Wednesday night. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Good night. God God bless you.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.